In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Players Podcast, where I am here for all of you past, present, and future players. This is a place where we keep it real and hear from athletes on who they are beneath the jersey and off the field. Without further ado, I am Sydney Supley. I am your host. From the Players is presented by Sports Entrepreneur and part of the Cast Source Podcast Network. Let me introduce you to the one and only Jaden Fields, a redshirt senior and power hitter for the University of Georgia. She is a jack of all trades playing the outfield, first base, and wherever her team needs her. Today, you will hear about why Jaden picked her home state school, Georgia, in the eighth grade, how hitting can be all mental, and tips she has learned to master that, her dreams in journalism and WWE in the years to come, and what life was like growing up alongside Chicago Bears QB and her very own brother, Justin Fields. I want to give a special shout out to the team at CastSource. They have made my dreams come true for this podcast, and they can make yours as well. If you have any aspirations of hosting your own podcast, talk to my guy, Eric. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz, K-A-Z. He is all about giving people a platform and letting their voice be heard. So reach out and you won't regret it. Welcome back, everybody, to From the Players. I am so excited to announce that we have Jaden Fields with us today. Jaden, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be talking to you today. Yes. Well, we cannot wait to hear about how you're doing. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier, but this season is going great for you guys. You just finished up your second weekend of SEC play. How are you feeling about the team? Feeling really good. I think we're finally starting to get in the rhythm that, you know, UGA softball is used to being. In. So hopefully we can keep that going and keep this peak. Peaking at the right time is the most important thing. So just keep it rolling, keep having fun and playing together. That's what we've been doing. That's what we did this past weekend. So hopefully we can just keep that up. Absolutely. I tell you, ever since I was a little girl, when I think of Georgia softball, I just think of girls who literally hit bombs. Like, I swear that's what your program is known for. Like, how do you guys train? Like, every single one of you, I feel like top from bottom, I have seen just like lace home runs years after years, including yourself. Yeah. No, I definitely was thinking the same thing when I was younger and I looked up to UGA. That's, and I think it's a lot simpler than people might assume. We keep things very simple in the way that we approach. Mm. It's more mental than it is physical. It's not really a mechanical things. At the end of the day, it's kind of what you're thinking in the box. And that's what it comes down to. So yeah, I take a lot of pride in my teammates and their abilities and Coach Tony's abilities to coaches to be able to be so successful at the plate. Wait, I love that. I want to dive into that. So when you talk about like hitting being mental, like explain to me like mm. what you mean by that. What are you saying to yourself when you're in the box? Yeah, so basically it's about having an approach. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but, you know, watching film, which every program does, I'm sure, and just kind of trying to think, okay, what is this pitcher doing? What is the pitch caller thinking? 
to kind of convert that to what your approach is in your at-bat and what pitch you're looking for. I think we'd be able to describe it in the most simplest terms. Yes, yes. Definitely we don't want you to have to, you know, disclose any Georgia secrets on here. We're not looking for that. Yeah. I mean, you're such a power hitter in your own right. So like any younger girl listening to that, you know, hitting can be such an ebb and flow. I swear. Like some days you're hot, some days mm-hmm. the ball feels tiny. And so kind of touching on that mental piece, like how are you able to work yourself through that to stay consistent? What advice would you have for a younger softball player who is just battling at the plate weekend after weekend? Yeah, you just have to remember that, you know, this is a game of failure. And I know a lot of people say that, but you have to like truly understand that, you know, getting three hits out of 10 at-bats is considered good. So you have to recognize that. And also it's not, you know, you may not be hitting well and think, oh my gosh, I got to fix this, 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 and this. Well, you've been hitting for the past five years with the same swing. So sometimes it isn't your mechanics like you think it is. So just giving yourself grace, I think, and knowing that you're going to fail, you're going to mess up and you got to just keep investing in the process and not looking for an outcome. And that's kind of what I do and what my teammates do is like, hey, we're looking to get inside this pitch here. If I happen to foul it off all the way to the first base or the first base side, that's okay. At least, you know, my approach is good. And then through those processes and trusting the processes, things will turn up for you and things will end up being how they should be. I love that. I love your line when you said, give yourself grace. Like, I think that is just like such an important life lesson too. How do you feel like some of these lessons that you just talked about has not only stuck with you on the field, but like carried with you off the field as well? Absolutely. I think as a student athlete, you know, there's a lot of times we want to be hard on ourselves, but you just have to understand that like you probably are your biggest critic. Mm-hmm. So understanding that and giving your advice, it's not always as bad as you think it is. And I think that's what people know. And people don't know as much as you think they do. And I think about that a lot. If I'm super nervous going into something and I maybe did bad the day before at practice, those people don't know that. The pitcher doesn't know that. So you just have to kind of look at it from that angle Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, well, I can still do this even though I wasn't successful yesterday. And just give yourself grace and knowing that you're not always going to be on. It's not always going to be perfect because we're not. So, yeah. I love that. I mean, SEC ball, like you have played on some of the biggest stage. What is maybe like a game or a moment of softball you felt maybe your most nervous or I should say anxious? You know, sometimes nerves can be considered as bad, but I don't necessarily think they're bad. It just means you care too. Yeah, definitely thinks you're caring. We, we like to say like, don't say dumb stuff out loud. It's like our team motto. So like say you're anxious or nervous. We say, oh, we're, we're just excited oh. and kind of just switching that. When you say something out loud, it just projects it even more. So it's important to do that. But yeah, I think my most exciting time was when we went to the World Series in 2021. It was our first game against OSU. And I'm going to be honest with you, I couldn't even see the ball. I was just swinging. I was so (laughs) nervous. But that was probably just, you know, I'd never played in front of a crowd that big. And us playing OSU was basically like a home game for Mm -hmm. them. So it was just super fun at the same time. And I would love to go back just because I think being there and experiencing that I could go and really just soak it up better this time, but that would have to be my most nerve-wracking experience. I love the excited mentality. I'm going to take that for everything in life now, but I can totally relate for you. I mean, we made it to the World Series last year for the first time since 07, and it's like one of those, we finally went back to Hall of Fame Stadium this weekend just for a tournament, and I feel like I finally saw the stadium because you walk in and there's 17,000 people around you. And I sit there like trying to recall the memories and so much of it is honestly just like black because you were 
just so like focused on the game and everything around you was happening. It was so crazy, but it was the most like exhilarating, exciting feeling ever to realize like you're living your dream. And, you know, it's something we chase for years. And when it happens, it's so hard to sometimes soak up that moment too. Absolutely. I totally agree. So that's why, yeah, I want to go back again and just try to soak it up a little bit better next time. So I totally get you. But and congrats on you guys making it last year too. Really cool. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I'm pushing for you guys to make it back. And especially you in your final year, let's talk about your career a little bit because you have had a stellar career. Like I just have so much respect for you. Not only at the plate, but you have become such a utility player wherever your team needs you from outfield to first base. Kind of how has the progression throughout your career, like what have you been able to learn throughout your years and what do you want to leave in your final year at Georgia? Yeah, well, thank you for that. That means a lot. Well, just, you know, going where my team needs me, being able to move all over the place has just kind of had to put me outside of my comfort zone a little bit and just, you know, take on that selfless role of wherever my teammates need me, wherever my coach needs me to be, whether that's in the dugout cheering for my teammates, not playing at all, or whether that's at first or in the outfield, wherever I can fill a spot and it gives us the best chance at winning, I'm going to do that. And I think that can just kind of take me wherever in life just playing that selfless role to not just be thinking about yourself, but also others and how you can help a group as a whole, I think would be the biggest takeaway. And just my lesson from that and just playing over the years is even if you're somewhere where you're super uncomfortable and you have no idea what you're doing, if that's for the greater good of the group, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I put myself in a lot of uncomfortable situations, I think just in college, not on the softball field, but taking advantage of different opportunities where I have like no idea what I'm doing, but you know, I go and I'm like, Oh, okay, well that wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. That would just be a, that I would give to people. If there's something that, you know, you get an opportunity and you're not sure if that's something that you want to do, just do it anyway. Cause the worst thing that could happen probably isn't that bad. And you're going to learn a lot from it. And it'll probably turn out being a lot better than you expected. So yeah, you know, that's something that I've learned and it's taking me far outside of softball. And I think just in life, just go do it. Yeah. Even if you're uncomfortable. And it's going to continue to take it like after the game. And I know you have so many exciting things for your future that I also want to dive into. I want to hear a little bit more about this WWE. You're one of what, just only a handful of NIL athletes in college to be picked to be WWE next. Like, how did that even happen? Oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. So I went to this NIL summit last summer and Basically, there were all these different speakers there from different companies and networks, basically talking about how student athletes can make money off their name, image, and likeness, and what steps they can take to take that opportunity like to their full advantage. And Triple H was there, and this was like they had the first class of NIO Next athletes. And I saw when he was there, and he brought his athletes on stage, and then they played this big video, kind of like what it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that looks so cool. And I never really heard of WWE before that summit, or I wasn't familiar with like how it worked or whatever. And so I was like, he was like, if you want to do this, you got to go on the website, apply, and like, had a couple of meetings. And then it just kind of like happened for me. But basically, what it is, is it's a program where I think they sign maybe like 15 students in my class. I'm in class three. And basically, what we get to do is go to all the WWE events. We got to get a tour of their facility, talk to people behind the scenes and what that looks like, how they get their nickname and what their training looks like. We got to go see them train in like their gym and stuff. And it's like, if that's something that you're interested in doing after college and they want you to do it, you can actually like sign and like start training 
become a WWE superstar. I was like, whoa, like, that's crazy. You know, I don't know if I'm going to, like, end up being a superstar, but I just knew the networking opportunities I couldn't pass up on. Like, I love networking because, you know, it's who you know. And so I just knew it'd be a great opportunity that I miss. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So hopefully this summer I get to go to like Summer Smash. I was supposed to go to Royal Rumble, I think. It was in Texas, but I had softball or something, so I couldn't go. So hopefully this summer I can go to an event and really see, because I've never been to like a WWE match. So hopefully I can go there, see what it's really about. Because I know that the WWE fan base is huge. But yeah, that's pretty much how that has been going. Okay, wow. First of all, that is all so cool. Do you have like aspirations to try out after the season's done and work your way into the rink? I never want to say never, but I don't know. My body kind of hurt. My knees be hurting already. So I don't know how like, <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? But I don't know because it is staged. But I didn't think about the fact that like the body slam stage the getting hit in the face with the chair isn't really stage like it's stage but it's still gonna hurt like that doesn't take away the pain it being staged so we'll see I didn't really think that part through so <laughs> I don't know but I have been thinking of nicknames so who knows Ooh. any insights can we give on a nickname that you may be thinking of maybe something with stallion because I felt like I was taller than a lot of the girls that I met at the training facility. So maybe something with Stallion just to kind of represent that. But I don't know what else could go with it. Maybe like a Lex Stallion. I don't want to say too much because somebody might steal it, but that could be a possibility if I go through with it. You're right. We'll just have to have you on the podcast if you do make it in the rink and then we can, we'll dive into it then. But I love that. I mean, what an amazing opportunity. Yes. And I love what you said about networking. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on this podcast is because as a fellow journalist student, like I want to hear all about those maybe dreams of yours as well, because there is not enough women in sports, especially like sports journalism. So I am absolutely here for it. And I like would love to hear about how that journey has been for you as well. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say, like, I know I've told you this and I've listened to a couple episodes, but I love what you were doing. Like, this is awesome. You ask great questions. Oh, thank you. And I know Northwestern has like one of the top schools of journalism. So that's awesome for you. But yeah, so I figured out I wanted to do this in like seventh grade. That's why I committed to UGA because we have a great journalism program here. And I've loved it ever since. I haven't regretted that decision. And yeah, I've loved it. I want to do sports. So I want to do sports broadcasts and just, you know, tell athlete stories, maybe more along the lines of who they are outside of sports and why that makes them good at their sport. But I have a sports media certificate here. So we get to go out and we do live broadcasts of like high school football games that are like in this Athens area. And that's been really fun. And I've put together packages and I've wrote stories. So just getting more and more experience with that has just made me recognize that like I do like love it. And this is something that I want to pursue. So soon as you know, I graduate, really want to hit the ground running and take advantage of opportunities and internships and all that that's available to me. So I'm excited to just continue being involved in sports, even though like I'm not going to be playing for much longer. Well, first, I appreciate your kind words so, so much. Thank you. And I love what you said about journalism because that's 100% why I got into it is because as athletes so much, we're just shown for like what we do on the field. And I love the side of athletics where we're humanizing athletes, which is why this podcast was started. And and it really sounds like that's why you love journalism as well as being able to tell those stories, like you said, 
Because I think there's something so special in that. And so I guess I'm wondering, like, you know, obviously we talked about who you are on the fields. Like, if you're telling your story for who Jaden Fields is off the fields, like, what do you want people to know about you? Um, super down to earth. I would actually call myself more of like an introvert. I don't really like to go out too much, but also like to be around my friends and family. But I'd much rather stay in and hang out with people and just chill rather than like going out. I feel like off the field, I feel like I like to lead by example, just how I am on the field. If you ask my teammates, I'm not super like vocal. I'm not the type of vocal leader that's just like, come on guys, do this, do that. But I like to lead by example and, you know, lead with my character. I feel like I'm a very chill. I like to get my work done. It's a simple life right now. You know, we're constantly busy with our sport. So there's not much to it outside of softball. But, you know, that's another thing I'm super excited to explore is to kind of get to know who I am outside my sport, which I feel like I did a little bit in 2020 when we had that pandemic. I was kind of freaking out at first. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know what to do with my free time. So just taking that time to get to know myself and know what I like and just develop as a woman has been really exciting. But yeah, just independent. I like to work hard just like I do on the field. And yeah, I like to be an inspiration, I guess, to people, to young girls and just have that integrity that I'm willing to go and put in the work in anything, not just on the field, just like I do in normal life. So I love that. And first of all, there is literally so much to you. So do not sell yourself short. There probably is, but I can't think of anything right now, to be honest with you. Yes. And you've already shared so much. And I think one thing like I want to touch on, like you are inspiring so many younger girls and it's because it's how you carry yourself on the softball field, but it's also how you carry yourself off the field. You're attending all these events, you're networking, and that's only going to continue to grow like your platform, which I'm so excited to see for you because so much as athletes, we only know ourselves for being an athlete. And I think that's like really exciting once you start becoming a senior or super senior and thinking about like, all right, what's next? And now who do I want to become? Because for years, all we focused on is becoming the best softball player we could be, which Again, absolutely no regrets. Like that's the life we chose and we love it so much. But this is like our first chance, like as young women, as adults, basically to choose like now what do we want for ourselves and now who do we want to become? And I think you're just going to be amazing at whatever you choose, whether it's WWE, whether it's as a sports journalist, broadcaster, like there's only going to be more and more layers to you, but there already is so much. And I want you to know that. Thank you. Yes. And one thing I would love to talk to you about is your family. Like you come from such a family of athletes. And obviously for those of those who don't know, your brother being the star quarterback here in Chicago, my home city for the Bears. And you have a younger sister who seems equally incredibly athletic in basketball. And I'm curious to hear about kind of her path as she's looking to play in college. But what has that been like growing up in such an athletic family? And how are you all so competitive with each other and have pushed each other to reach the level that you guys are at today? Yeah. So I'd just say like growing up, like you said, competitive and everything that we did, what that was getting off the bus and seeing who could make it home first or running up the stairs or seeing who could finish food or seeing who made the best grades on tests. <laughs> my sister, she's like six years younger than me and my brother. So it was kind of us competing for a while. But I think her seeing that and looking up to us has enabled her to go and be so successful and work hard and understand what it takes to be a successful athlete. So, you know, it's been really fun. And 
I don't think I would have been where I am today without my siblings, without my parents and their sacrifices that they made to get us to tournaments. And one parent take this kid here and the other one take this one here. And Oh, she's got lessons tonight. Oh, he has speed and agility tonight. So, you know, just kudos to them. And just without them, we wouldn't be where we are. But just a lot of fun. Love them. Those are two of my best friends. And, you know, they keep me sane today, whether, you know, I'm going through something, it's nice to be able to turn to my brother, who obviously is an athlete, goes through the same things. Hey, I need help mentally with this or that. And, you know, being able to have, you know, my sister, she can turn to me if she needs advice on something. So, you know, it's been great. And there's nothing better than it in the end. So they're the best. It's one thing to where you can go and talk to your teammates about stuff, but be able to turn to your siblings and just be vulnerable in that place is just great. And I just love them so much. And I'm so proud of both of them. That is so special. I mean, to be able to have your family and your siblings specifically as ones that understand kind of the grind and everything that you're going through and to know you better than anybody else, to be able to have that, you know, in one relationship is so special. And I love your examples that you gave about how competitive you all were from running on the bus or eating your food. Do you have any story that like stands out of your mind or maybe how competitive your brother and you were being so close in age? I mean, just the little ones that I have. I mean, it was just like literally in everything. So I don't have a specific story, but yeah, I mean, everything that we did, we made it a competition. And my parents, we'd like get off the bus in like middle school and they wouldn't be home yet. So we'd be either fighting, competing. <laughs> I mean, it was always like, against him until they got home. So it was really fun. But at the same time, though, if I needed to go pitch, because I used to pitch like in middle school when everybody mm-hmm. pitched or whatever, <laughs> right. I would catch the ball. So we were always just playing the cul-de-sac after school, you know, making those memories, but also like getting better together, which at that time, we didn't really know what we were doing. We were just having fun as kids. So it's been really fun and been able to make some really cool memories just with him. Absolutely. And you guys were just doing it out of like the fun in your heart, never knowing where it was going to lead you both, which is what's the amazing story behind it all. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he started off at Georgia with you and then made the decision to go to Ohio State. I remember during that time, everyone was kind of like looking at you wondering, how was that process for you? Like, did you ever consider going or you always knew like Georgia was your home? Yeah, Georgia was always my home for me. I actually committed before him. So I committed my eighth grade year going into my freshman year of high school. And he wasn't even really getting that much college interest then. It wasn't until his like junior year he started getting offers and stuff. So I was committed way before him. And it was funny, actually. So he was already at Georgia before I got there. But I ended up graduating high school early. So I moved in in January to UGA 2019. Wow. So it was literally, we, there's like at UGA where the athletic dorms are, there's like three buildings and his building was here. My building was here. And he was moving out the same day at the same time as I was moving in. So my dad and him were in his dorm, moving his stuff out into the truck. And me and my mom were taking the stuff out of the truck and putting it in my dorm. So we never actually got to be Crazy. on campus together, but I wouldn't change anything. He went on to have very successful career at Ohio State. So I was super happy for him. But at the same time, I enjoyed my time here at UGA and I never hesitated once on my decision to come here. So I think everything happens for a reason and God always has a plan. And obviously, you know, that was the best thing that could have happened for the both of us. Absolutely. First of all, I think it's absolutely hilarious that you are getting all these offers and committed to the school where obviously football a lot later sport, he was probably like, oh my gosh, my younger sister is like, killing out of the water and I'm just waiting around. Yeah. 
See, look, everyone thinks I followed him to UJ, but I was committed like two years before him. So <laughs> people always get that mixed up. Right. Well, now they won't. People heard it here first. Jaden was first. He just followed. <laughs> oh, goodness. But anyway, so fast forward, he makes it to the NFL, goes to the Chicago Bears. What was that like for your entire family? Like that had to be such a proud, surreal moment for you all. Yeah, I remember like the day of the draft. I was like, I just happened to be off that day. So we decided to just have it at home and not go. I think they usually go somewhere. But anyways, they decided to set up home. And then he got the call from the Bears, which was super exciting, but unexpected. I don't think we were expecting that. I don't know. Like, I can't remember the details of like where we were expecting him to go, but it wasn't there. But man, like, I love Chicago. Like, I would move to Chicago. Like, I love Chicago. Y'all have some tough winners because we go, we've been up there the last two Christmases. We go stay at his house and it's cold, but <laughs> that city is beautiful. Like, oh, I love it. Like, I would so live there. So the fan base is amazing. And I just think that, like I said, God has a plan that he's right where he needs to be. So I couldn't be more happy. I wouldn't want him anywhere else. And I just, I love Chicago. I love the fan base. Like, just talking about it makes me want to go visit. But yeah, super happy for him and where he's at right now with them. And then hopefully these next coming up seasons look a little bit better. So. I'm excited. I mean, next time you come to Chicago, you have to let me know. I will show you all the good spots. I would love to meet up with you too. But this city is absolutely amazing, like you said. And I mean, they absolutely love your brother, your entire family. They're so excited. But I am curious, like, what are your favorite things to do in Chicago so far since you've been here? Yeah, so I haven't been able to do so much. I've only made it up for a couple games. I went to a Packers game, which was like during our like winter break. And then... What was another game the year before? I think it was the Vikings. They played like last December. And then I made it to like a preseason game also last like 2021. Hopefully like when I'm done with softball, I'll be obviously able to go to more games. But I haven't been able to really do so much. Whenever we go for Christmas, usually we just kind of like hang out at his house and just do family stuff. We don't really go out too much. We did go like shopping and stuff downtown. But other than that, I can't remember us doing too much. We'll go out to eat a couple of times. I can't even remember where we went to go out to eat, but it was somewhere like closer to his house. I don't really want to say like where that was, but yeah, usually we just go up there and just have family time. Don't really do too many like excursions or anything, but and go to games. But you know, I'm definitely, when I get up there some more and I'm there for longer periods of time, want to explore a little bit more. Yes. I mean, I'm such a foodie. So like, I'm excited for when you come next because I'm going to send you a whole list of places you need to go. <laughs> Please do. I would love that. One thing I do really want to talk about before we wrap this up is you have mentioned a few times about kind of God's plan. And I love that. And I think that is so special. And I kind of want to know like what your journey with has been with faith and what when you talk about things are God's plan, everything happens for a reason. Kind of what does that mean for you in your life? Yeah, absolutely. So I've always been a Christian, growing up a Christian, grew up going to church. But I think my faith, like, when you are in high school and you're going to church with your parents, then that's something that you kind of like have to do. And so I was just kind of like not really into it. Like I feel like I should have and where I am today. And then as I've been in college, developing into that independent role where I'm living on my own, okay, I get to make my own choices, developing that relationship. And I have continued to kind of go in and out, but I think right now I'm in the strongest place that I've ever been in my faith, my relationship with God. And that's just kind of like a discussion I kind of had with myself and God at the beginning of the season was like, look, God, like this season for me is my dedication to you. It's a thank you to you for providing me with everything that you have. So, you know, just really taking that into account, diving deep into the word. And then, you know, when I step on the field, 
giving all the glory to him has been my number one priority. So like, although it's my name here, I hit the home run and people are celebrating me. To me, that just means nothing. All the glory goes to him and just really, you know, stepping into that faith and being grateful and just showing my thanks to him that without him, I'm nothing. And everything that I do, whether it's good or bad, it, it goes to him. So that's something that I want people to know. It's just like, God is good. You know, he has a plan. Whatever happens in two weeks, he's already got that figured out as to what's going to happen. So all I can do is surrender to him and kind of let him work. But yeah, definitely been getting stronger in my faith and developing that relationship has just been one of the greatest things ever. And I just encourage everyone to take that step in doing that because it's the best thing that you can do. I absolutely love how you decided to dedicate your last season to God and are devoting each game for Him. And I would love to know, like, how has that been for you? Has this season felt so much more joyous than others for that reason? Yeah, you know, it's been up and down. Even though we're only like halfway through the season, the outcomes haven't been there, but my intention has absolutely been there. And just, you know, allowing myself to trust in Him, man, because the life I live, I still am in awe sometimes of like, why me, Lord? Like, why bless me over and over again and bless my family and just give me opportunity after opportunity? It's just like, insane to me. So there's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that anybody can do to pay back God. But dedicating this to him has given me peace. It's allowed me to just dive into my word and stay committed to that every day, every day before a game, you know, reading some scripture, praying, thanking him, giving him the glory before I even step on the field has just been great. And I just couldn't be like more thankful for him and the blessing. So yeah. That's so inspiring. And it shows even more so like who you are as a person. We talked about like your story off the field. And I think it just shows like what a beautiful heart and soul that you have. Has there ever been any scripture or a certain message you feel like has stuck out to you on the Bible? You talk about reading before games that you have really like stuck with you through games or through life even. Yes, absolutely. My favorite verse is Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed. For me, I, I'm your God. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. And that just goes to show, be fearless, trust in him. And I think that's something that even though I'm a Christian, I go back and forth with sometimes, you know, those normal human emotions of not wanting to trust. So really just leaning into that, like no matter what, no matter what emotion, no matter how anxious you are, trusting in his plan and that everything that's going to happen is going to happen. So just do not fear, whatever it is. The only thing that I fear is God. So with him, I know that anything is possible. So just trusting in that and his plan for me. Amen to that. Your Instagram bio is something I love. It says, God-fearing woman. And I am mm. so here for that. I love that so much. And that is one thing. I think when I went to follow you probably years ago at this point, like has stuck out to me. And I just like commend you for who you are because it's so special and so rare in this world. And it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yes. Well, Jaden, any final words? I mean, it has been such a blessing to have you on this podcast. What are you most looking forward to in the rest of your season? And what should people be following along with you these next few months? Yeah, I'm most excited to continue having that connection with my team and soaking up every moment of it. Sometimes I feel like as the season gets long, you can go through the motions. But for this being my last season, that's something that I'm super intentional about. It's just like, loving every moment, whether I'm sore and I'm so tired this day and I don't want to go practice or I don't want to go do treatment, just, you know, really soaking it up because this is my last and just going to war with my team and fighting till the end with them 
and just really getting into that groove and just going out with a bang and doing the best that I can. Something that people can look forward to, I guess, is just, I don't know, following my journey as I transition from being a student athlete to, you know, being in the real world and how I can somehow leave my mark there as well. And just, you know, sharing my faith with other people and showing what a Christian looks like and what things that we can just do, you know, no matter if you're on the field, in an office, and just exploring life and just figuring it out, really. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have. I love it. Thank you so much, Shayna, for coming on. I really appreciate your message. It's just so powerful. And I'm excited to follow the rest of your career. I'm really excited. I think you guys are going to have a great run at the end here. And just to see who you become outside of softball. Like you already are making such a name for yourself and I can't wait to watch it grow. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Is this your last year as well? To be decided. Actually, it's a great question. I am still going back and forth. I do have the COVID year. And so I, yep, just praying a ton, you know, opening kind of like my heart to God and just like really trying to listen into where... Mm -hmm. He's trying to lead me, but just kind of soaking everything up so at the end of the year, I can really make that decision. Got you. Look, I feel you 100% on that. So good luck to you and your team as well. And I hope you continue to do this. And when I say like, this is great, like this is awesome. So thank you for women in sports in general. Like this is just amazing. So good luck in this and in your career as well. Thank you so much. But once again, everybody, this has been Jaden Fields from the Players Podcast. In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.